I'm Taylor. And I'm Brittany. Together, we're two sisters who are here to help you learn some tips and tricks to help navigate this crazy journey called life. We bring you the perspective of a licensed LMHC therapist and a new mother. And a slightly eccentric mom of two. When you combine us as sisters, we like to consider ourselves as quite the dynamic duo. So join us as we talk about all life has to offer. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and hit that like, follow, or subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts for updates. If you're liking what you hear, leave us a five-star review. It helps us to know what you what content you like and spreads the love to others to get resources and help for their mental health. Oh my goodness, sister. It yes, just dawned on me after doing our intro that we're talking about social media and we're encouraging people to go on social media. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, ours is a good kind. <laughs> As we just talked about, and we totally did that at the end of the last episode too, because we had talked about like the pros. I know, and but it just dawned on me. Us on I mean, like, oh. But I mean, we're talking about negative influences. There is a balance, right? Using both. But I yeah. think this is really funny as we like advertise well, everyone's social media. But that's Tay that's is a the professional. And I'm just a crazy sister along for the ride. So she's I'm one a of the nine percent. Okay. One of the nine. I'm just joking. Get it, girl. Nine percent. <laughs> just joking. I just made me laugh. And I'm a 91 percenter. Like, That's right. Without the you, combo's I would be perfect. nothing. That's why together we're a perfect person. I don't think I could do this by myself. I'd be so awkward. I tried to re- remember when I was recording the, oh, you baby, did the baby announcement. One. You did fine. And I was. It took me four tries, and my husband had to sit in the room, and I had to talk to him while I recorded in the mic. But your baby's really cute. My baby is adorable as heck, so it's yeah, fine. Where's your baby? I want that baby. Mm-hmm. I know. He got them chubber cheeks. Anyway, sorry, people. Later. I just thought it was really funny and ironic as we were doing our <laughs> intro, and I was like, wait. Follow us on social media. Oh, wait. Don't get on Like, it. subscribe. No, I yeah. – Follow us and party 15 minutes a day of social media. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about application. How can we better manage our social media use and help our children use it as well? Mm-hmm. Which is the, yeah, it's a modern day dilemma. Yeah. I, it, we kind of alluded to this last time on some of it too. We did. We talked about the polarizing effects as a parent. I get it. Like you want to protect your kid from everything. You know, I just had my baby and I'm like, he is pure. Nothing can taint him. I, I totally get it. You know, especially being a mommy now. empathize. But I think the one thing I've learned watching so many things is if I don't teach him by exposure and I don't teach him how to live in the world, he's going to get eaten alive. And if I don't let him have experiences and fail in my watch, then we're going to have a bigger problem on our hands. And I've watched the whole gamut of it as I've done this career where I've seen people who weren't given those opportunities and now have as adults tried to navigate it or vice versa where they were just given a free reign and nobody taught them and now we're having to pull them back in. So that's – it's super hard to balance as a parent. I'm not saying we're going to all be perfect at it because heaven knows I'm not a perfect parent. I think the goal is just to try and understand what we're working with and understand at all times like the beasts that we are dealing with and then how we can best tame them. Yeah. So I think it's important to, and we had brought up some of these categories in the last episode, but to first identify what areas are a problem for you. So mm-hmm. what information are you watching on social media? We had mentioned if you're watching stuff that increases your suicidal tendencies, your depression, don't watch those. Like don't, don't watch those. My favorite Another thing when my teens come and like, I listen to my sad playlist when I'm sad. And I'm like, 
so you're just making yourself more depressed? Like you're making the food, the vibe in the room like worse? Like you're already down and you're going to be like, yes, like it's even harder, like pity me. I'm like, that's probably not the best idea. Like it's, you know, two negatives equal positive is not working here. Yeah. And I've been yeah. totally guilty of that one too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all down for wallowing, but there's a difference between wallowing and major depression and you're sitting there exposing yourself to more major depression. Like, exactly. Maybe we don't do that. Just, just yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe not. Another thing to consider is how much time are you spending on social media? If you're spending the two and a half, three hours a day, like we could talk about was the average, maybe you want to cut that back. Um, another one was what do you use it for? Are you using it for inspiration with a point or just mindless scrolling for nine mummy or mind? I can't even say it. Mind numbing. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what do you numb your mind with? Yep. Yeah. Are you using it for some giggles at puppy videos or just totally to space out? Yeah. And then the other one, our favorite new word, fubbing. Is it taking away from impersonal valuable interactions? So these are all points of things to consider as you're trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. It's always about the welfare of the the client, right? Is what I was taught. So welfare of yourself, of your child. These questions are based around that to help you really base, is it good for you or not good for you? And how much can you use it? Like it's good to a point if it's connecting you to people, it's good to a point if you're um, being inspired with things or having a good time or laughing or, or engaged in something or awareness of an issue. Like our videos aren't necessarily always the happiest, but they are bringing up issues to help build education. Great. Like that's follow those people, but like follow us now. Um, <laughs> but that's where you were slow on that uptake. You were like, oh. <laughs> no, it froze. The oh, froze. that makes really funny. Then I, was like, I was like, you totally froze on my joke. I was a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> Pity laugh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pity laugh. You're catty, this one. Um, that's, yeah, I think that's where it's being aware of what you're intaking. Yeah, and you're in. So sorry if I was supposed to laugh. Yeah. No, I, didn't I think it's a good, like, then. who, what, when, where, why, how, you know, like, what are you watching? How much time are you spending? Where are you using it? Why are you using it? And, Who's around you? Like, I think those are good. Like, if you can remember your who, what, Hey, good job wise. making that. Yeah, I was like trying to do that and I didn't think about the who, what, where, when, why. So I was a good one, Britt. I know that's. We're going to have to like make a thing about that. That was good. Yeah. Cause you yeah. totally have who, what, when, where, why, and how. You do. That was awesome. Yeah. So consider those. Consider those. Because oh, I'm so Akamai, as dad says, means wise in Hawaiian. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> <She laughing. knew. laughs> No one has ever called me Akamai except for myself right now, but we want to share with you now some other suggestions on social media use. These are directly from the U.S. Surgeon General website, and we're going to start with teens because that's kind of where the world is beginning social media. So, all right, Tay, the first one is- I would just like to throw out there developmentally to think about where you're starting your teen at. So, like, think about their actual skills- it's funny going back into like baby infant development. I'm like, wow, he really, he just, he started smiling this week. Like he's, he's seven so weeks cute. old tomorrow. And I finally got a real smile out of him yesterday. That's Saturday. So two days before his seventh week, I got a real smile out of my baby to me about, I was playing with him and he actually smiled. So that's where 
I think sometimes, especially when they're teens, we're like, oh, it's kind of just all the same right now. And they're just in that teen stage and they have the same build, like uh, skills. They do not. Like 12-year-olds abstract not. thinking is very different from a 15 to 16-year-old abstract thinking. My 15-year-olds are a lot more hormonal and emotional than my 16 and 17-year-olds. And you got to remember, it's because every single year, yes, it's not as quick as an infant because an infant has over like 20 billion neuroreceptors available to build a neural pathway to get information, they are developing very, very quickly. And you can see that as a parent, like infant toddler stage is insane how much your baby grows, but it's still every year is a huge mile marker. So like 12, really young. Think about like what you're going to give them access to 13, really young, like not saying don't do it. I'm saying understand what the social media platform is. Certain platforms are more intense than other ones. TikTok versus Instagram versus Facebook versus Snapchat. All of these are important to look at and say like, what are they? Pinterest, you know, I love Pinterest, but like that's where, what is your kid looking at and what is the setup of that platform and how addictive is this platform? How easy is it for them to spiral down or to get cyber bullied in or things like that? Yeah. And I think it's important to gradually increase things like with Adeline, we have initially started with just texting. That's not social media, but that's a here's a select group of friends that you get to text and let's figure out how to like, you know, not cyberbullying. How do you yeah. communicate with this platform? This was a new platform for her. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just gradually adding stuff in instead of being like, oh my gosh, you have a phone and you're 12 and now you can have everything because yeah. we've seen that with certain kids and it's yep. too much. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we see the kids that don't even get anything. And again, it's going to stunt certain development growth and awareness and ability to interact with their peers because these platforms are being used by peers. Not saying give it because the peers are using it. I'm just saying your kid is going to need to know how to interact with these platforms or modalities. A lot of my teens will have secret accounts too, which is where I'm like, yeah, your kid probably already has that and you don't know it. I would much rather I have awareness and can control it than them just going and getting it behind my back. Oh, yeah. I totally had a secret email account. I mean, I guess that dates me, right? But like, in, I had gotten accepted you. to college. And that was my like, they had set me up a byu.edu email account and mm-hmm. or .net, whatever. And I was so like, oh my gosh, do I tell my mom? She won't even let me use it. And so at the time I had like, was sending emails on this email account. I got in so much trouble, but it's been happening for years. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> You didn't know that one? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was communicating with my boyfriend who was off in college at the time. Oh, my email account. That was the only person I was emailing, but I didn't have a phone. Well, I did have a phone, but like, you know, how romantic were these emails? I mean, they were pretty, you know, we were in love. So, That's you know, so 17 and in love. But this it's is- like, Go ahead. Yeah, it's been happening. Like teens, well, if they there's where there's a will, there's a way. Let's just say that. Let's be so, honest. Curiosity killed the cat. Like it's true. Teens are curious. The more you make something taboo, the more you say they can't have something, the more it's going to make them want it. The more you can yeah. empower with knowledge, give them the exposure, but also be aware of their exposure, the less it's gonna like really mean anything. The more you're like, yeah, you have it, but at the same time, like you're wasting your life. Like, what are you doing? You know, this is where, and a lot of these points that the general surgeon gives are awesome. Um, and they will like note on this too, and like reinforce what we're saying. But I just think it's really important to know, like if the parent has 
I, I get it and I respect it if you don't want to have your own social media. You still need to know how the platforms work. You still need to know what information can be passed along because a lot of these you can pass on like um, like nude pictures, things like that, that teens are swapping. Oh, yeah. And parents don't know that on that one. So they'll give them access to this like account or this platform, social media platform. And they're like, oh, no, it's safe. Actually, no, it's not. This like this is a really big problem that parents are having. So the more that you know about what your kid is using and the more that you can use it yourself and go in. And if you're looking at things too, a lot of my parents will look at what the teen is using and they don't know how the app works, especially if they haven't like they gave it to them like a year ago and they didn't know the app updates because let's be honest, platforms update pretty regularly. They don't know there's hidden folders. They don't know there's like information that you swap. So they're trying to look and be aware parents. But if you don't know how it's being used, then you're missing out on hidden folders where there's things that you need to know about or cyberbullying or other stuff. And that's where it's like, be aware. Yeah. Be intentional. (laughs) There you go. There's our word this episode. (laughs) We use it every time. Every time. So let's kind of go through here. Some suggestions for social media help. If you are a teen listening to this, we're sorry. We did not add your secrets to your parents, but we want you to tune into this part because this is helpful for teens or parents. Here's some guidelines. So for our teen listeners, here we go. So the first one, reach out for help. If you or someone you know is being negatively affected by social media, reach out to a trusted friend or adult for help. If you're experiencing mental health crisis, don't forget about the 988 hotline that you can call for help. So if you're being cyberbullied, if someone is blackmailing you, any of those type of things, get some help. Like just tell somebody about it. Anything you want to add on that one, Tay? I think the thing that I always see is uh, like when you said get help, I had the immediate teen reaction of like, what if they know though? Or what if like people make fun of me? At this point, who cares? This is your life. You're going to like leave these people in five years. Like nobody cares about high school. And if you do care, I'm sorry, people. There's a whole other 70 years of your life. Nobody gives a crap about high school. Like get over it. So yeah, if you're stuck, and it's hard. Like, yeah, yeah it, it is really hard. But this is where I'm trying to give my my teens a long life of you matter more and your life matters more. And this is four years out of a whole existence of 70 to 80 to 90 years. Yeah. And if it's embarrassing to go get help, like let's say someone's passing around a nude picture of you on Instagram or another social media account. Yeah. This is a big thing. Like someone's has a nude picture of you, an ex-boyfriend and they're passing it around. I know it would be embarrassing. I'm not saying you have to go tell your dad like, Hey, my boobies are on Instagram. Like that's not necessarily what we're saying, but you got to flag this. You got to go get help. Yep. Like make it stop. Like it's better to go be embarrassed for a few minutes and stop passing around those photos than it is to just let it go viral. Let's say like, you don't want millions of people to see your boobies when it could have stopped at 50. I actually heard too. um, It's a, it's illegal (laughs) child pornography. If you're a minor and you're passing around a nude picture, just so teens know and parents know that is, um, oh, why can't I remember? It's just passing along child pornography. And that's yes. illegal and that can be a really big problem. So it's actually better to keep people out of big, big legal trouble, trouble to tell authorities, tell your school, like tell your school counselors or people in charge, tell your parents, tell somebody that can help you because this isn't um, – this is not a small issue and I think teens think it's so normal and it's actually – incredibly illegal and incredibly violating of a person's most intimate 
itself. So that's where, yeah, tell people. Yeah, don't be afraid to get help. I know there's some guideline, I think, too, at the schools, like anything that yeah. happens on at the, the Wi Fi at the school, yeah, they have access to that. So yep. it's one of those things. And they that can like, get you in big trouble. <laughs> yeah. So passing so just, that at school, even worse. Yeah. Just go get help. Don't be too embarrassed to go ask for help. Yeah. Another thing, create boundaries to help balance online and offline activities. This is huge for teens and adults, but teens especially. Mm-hmm. Don't just get so consumed with your phone because it's so easy. Mm-hmm. My husband's really good at creating boundaries and I really hate it. But I am one of the – me and my teens bond over this. We are rebels at heart, which I seem like a really goody goody two-shoes. But I'm like anywhere I can be like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. I definitely am like a sassy Latina where it's like I like control. I like to do what I want to do. Um, <laughs> so I know creating boundaries is really hard. I'm really good when I understand the why. So – we gave you a ton of information on the first episode of this like little section of the why. If you have more questions, email us, text us, like or not. Yeah, I guess you could text us because DM, DM us. Um, like reach out to us. We will answer your questions. We will tell you why. I'm I'm not afraid to tell people what and what like why their reason should be to to create these boundaries. These are important though. And if you can create them yourself, it's even more empowering than having yeah, somebody else. You have do to have that you. buy-in. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is develop protective strategies and healthy practices for your own social media use. So these are definitely things like don't share stuff you're going to regret. Like we're even working on this with my daughter right now, right? Like don't send a photo that you don't want, like let's say your deepest enemy to see to one of your other like semi acquaintances. Like, why would you do that? Why would you be offended? Because everything gets passed around Yep. Um, on social media. It's even faster to pass these around. So know that anything you post online, it will resurface. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a good guideline. If you text it, if you post online, just, yeah, there's, we have a tip sheet that we can link to later that the general surgeon had created to give you some good guidelines on that. Yep. Basically, just don't put it out in the world if you don't want it to come back and bite you in the butt. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, oh, and that's the next one. Be selective of what you post. <laughs> Share in line with who. Um, especially if you have a public profile, be even more selective. Yep. Because anybody can see it in the whole world, even if you have no idea who they are. People can find, I've heard of a lot of stories of people finding past photos, people drinking, doing irresponsible behaviors. And they don't get a job because of it or they don't Mm -hmm. get to live in a house because of it or their relationship falls apart because of it. Like I've heard multiple clients coming and telling me these stories and it's like, just that was dumb. Why did you do that? Yeah. You know, like like, at work, like I will help with that sometimes. Like we will go through people's accounts and there Mm -hmm. was one lady one time. She was a recent high school graduate. Do you remember this one, Taylor? And she like, like, if she had a public profile and she had admitting to being a meth addict, like, why would you put oh, that on there? Oh, I remember that. And yeah. she was posting all of these different stories about her meth usage. And she had yeah. come in and she had looked fine. But then you look on her like social media accounts and it was literally hard meth usage. There's no way. You don't want to post those things online. You are not going to get a job. I can they, tell you that. You're not going to. People can find these things 
far back. Even if you delete it off there, my husband's really good. He's a, a headhunter. Oh my gosh. He's a tech headhunter. And he yes. literally does this that for blog his job. he found from me from Yes. He, like, so Google. when we first started dating, he like- Googled me and then he Googled my family, which I'm not surprised. And there wasn't much on me, which made me really proud. But there was Brittany's blog and he was making fun of her so much for it, which I mean like – it was really funny and there was nothing was bad really about funny. it. But it, it was, was when really I was funny. first married, we were living in New York. He dug it I, up. Oh yeah. It was like back when blogs were in their heyday. Like mommy blog. Well, it wasn't a mommy, but like just mom. It was just like blog. blogs. You just got the married. travel blogs and the yeah. yeah, I think I had named it Barefoot in the Park and we were yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I know. So like people can dig stuff up that you don't realize he is like the pro at it. So yeah. And I had logged in. And I was like, this is deleted. Like that. And luckily there was nothing bad on it. Don't worry. I wasn't like admitting yeah. to anything crazy, but it was just stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so people have skills. Like, I mean, that's literally his job is to find this stuff. And pretty hilarious. Yeah. I was dying. I died laughing at you. I was like, oh my goodness. I died laughing at myself. I was mortified. My husband's an ultimate stalker. <laughs> but I mean, that's his job. He's been, yeah. He's yeah. Been he's trying not creepy. to make it's sure he's not job. hiring methods on facebook yeah he's so. trained to actually know what he's hiring exactly. um okay so the next one and we had already kind of alluded to this protect yourself and others from cyberbullying or other forms of online harassment and abuse cyberbullying is know, bullying online just so people yeah. know like some people don't know the term it just means well, that bullying has happened over technology a digital communication yeah. yeah we had had to talk to my daughter about this because they had said some unkind things about a friend's outfit on a text message like they had had this you know we're like dissing this girl's dress and luckily it wasn't anything too crazy but it still was cyberbullying. and at that point one of the other friends in the group chat had taken a screenshot sent it to the other girl it turned into this whole thing but just don't do it <laughs> like there is a digital they can, yeah, there's digital proof that you have said stupid things. Okay. So if you or someone you know is a victim of cyberbullying or other forms of online harassment, don't keep it a secret. Go get help before it gets worse. Like you don't want this to escalate. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, protect others by not taking part in this online harassment or abuse. Don't forward or share messages or images. Tell others to stop and report the offensive content. So, like my daughter's little 12 year old example friend to go take the screenshots and then pass them on like go alert someone that you trust about this preferably an adult if you're a teen and get it to stop i think it's really common for people to get the information and then pass it on and then um uh, yeah and just perpetuate the problem and people don't even realize they're doing it sometimes or like passing on information they shouldn't pass so, so if you participate in this before just fix it in the future just try not to do it and i mean we've all probably been a part of it in some way, but it's just, just try your best not to do that. Yeah, exactly. Keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're going to switch from the teens. If you want to check out on us, you know, or we're going to give your parents some tips here. If you want to know what we're arming. Them with, teens, we so. love you. <laughs> Side note, if you are trying to advocate for social media, this is actually the number one way that you can get it with your parents is by going in with a plan and giving them all the things that we just listed and having your boundaries, having all these things, parents will 100% be more likely to listen to you and be open to social media if you go in aware and have a plan. So we actually just gave you a good formula of how to advocate for yourself. Advocate, if you don't know what that means, yep. means how to like try and sell this point and actually get it. And I've had lots of teens have success on this. 
I'm not saying you're going to get the whole like kit and caboodle. You're not going to get everything. But there are some platforms where parents are like, I'm okay with that one because you actually know what you're talking about and you're you're aware of the the pros and cons and they'll let their kids try and use it. So there you go. <laughs> Wisdom. Yeah. And if you want to listen to the flip side, here's tips for giving your parents. So you can also add these to your. Yeah. To your uh, little presentation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the first one. Parents, create a family media plan to help establish healthy technology boundaries at home, including mm-hmm. social media usage. We can link to this as well for what a media plan would look like. But basically, just know what your kids are using, know what you're comfortable with, and kind of just have like a reporting thing on, you know, know their passwords if you want to or whatever that's going to look like in your home. Just have a plan and set it up ahead of time. So then you're armed for once they do have it. The next one is create tech-free zones and encourage children and adolescents to foster in-person friendships. I know in our house, we're just at the young side of this, right? My oldest is 12, but like, I really encourage the dinner table at dinner. You don't need your phone or no phones in your bedroom. And just have those tech-free zones to know that these are places that we don't want them or times when we don't want them. Like if your grandparents are over and we're playing a game, put your phone down. We're playing a game with your grandparents. Like, and I that's thought it good... was so funny the first time I heard the term iPad kid. I Oh, my gosh. It was newer to me when I had first heard it, and it was a while ago. But um, I saw this Insta video, too. Oh, sorry, people, Insta videos, but of a dog being an iPad dog. Oh, no. oh, that's an iPad dog. I was like, what? My dog is never – my dog will sometimes – like, I'll be FaceTiming my mom, and then I'll show – my my dog, his brother, he's obsessed with my mom's dog. Um, they're brothers, they're actual brothers, and they love each other. So, like, you know, that's the closest my dog has ever been to iPad Kid. But my dog literally will whack my phone out of my hand and sit on it at times, and he's like, "Give me love." And oh, but yeah. that's, and I think that's where, um, yeah, he was really good for me at times, calling me out of like, "Okay, thanks, thanks, Koa, for like, no, this is my time, tech free zone, great." But I think it's actually really good if you can build up those zones like family dinner time or, you know, we have family nights together. We have game nights or things like that. And that's where it's like, no, you don't need your phone right now. Yeah, just put it down. And it was so funny, though, because they well know their boundaries. I remember recently Anson, my youngest, was on. Do you remember this, Taylor? He was on a call with his therapist and I had taken I locked down his screen time a little more. I had set like timers to go off on the like it would just shut down right Mm -hmm. because before we were trying the alexa timers and it wasn't working and Mm -hmm. yeah so i just physically put a thing on there and so he was so funny because he was complaining to his therapist that i had taken away his time Mm -hmm. and so as they were breaking this down and he's like my mom's so mean and she never lets me have my ipad and she's taking away all my time and i don't get any time on my ipad and this is the worst so then as he's talking to his therapist his therapist is like well how much time did you get before and he's like well you know like as much as I wanted. And so he's like, how much did you really get? Okay, like 30 minutes. And so then it turns into, they well know their boundaries, right? Yeah. Like, and so the therapist was like, well, what type of games are you allowed to play? He's like, well, on the weekdays, I can only play educational games. And on the weekends, I can play real games. Or it's not allowed in my room or whatever. Yeah. They well know this and they will respect you for it, even if they fight you for it. Like in that moment, oh, yeah. Anson was going to bat, right? Like he was counting down the minutes till that therapy session. So he could just go rat me out on how horrible I was for these iPad timers. But as I was listening to this conversation that he was privately having, so of course I was eavesdropping, <laughs> but I mean, he was in our front room on Zoom. But um, 
it was just hilarious because it's like he was breaking it down and he totally knew the boundaries, right? Oh, so yeah. it started with a, I used to have all the time in the world and I can play it anytime I want, whatever I want. It's like, okay, can you really though? Like, mm-hmm. and he knew, he knew. So that takes us to the flip side, model responsible social media behavior. If you're not showing them what they need to do as well, like if we're expecting these things out of our children, we should also be the ones yep. showing them how to do this. Like we can't say that, you get 10 minutes on your social media, but I'm going to go spend three hours online. That's not realistic. Or grandparents come over and we're playing games, but yeah, I'm going to be on my phone. It doesn't, it doesn't equate like in their brains. It's too confusing. Yep. Yeah. You're supposed to show what you do and it's okay. I mean, there's some times too, where I think we're not going to model this perfectly, but it's acknowledging like, right. I I mean, I will have my phone in my bedroom, but yeah. Yeah. But then you, you clarify, well, it's because I am this old and I have a different rule or I have learned how to manage yeah. it. Or there's been times I'm trying to remember something. Oh, oh, I think it was like, oh no, it was the first few sessions. I, I was going back to work and I had my phone in session and I was actually like checking it every time that a message came through because I had just left my newborn baby with my husband. My husband's awesome. But I, I, it was that mommy anxiety, yeah. but like going in, I did tell my clients, Hey, I'm seeing you early at like three weeks after postpartum. And I was like, I left my baby home. I just need to like have that contact. People were totally cool with it because that was a tech free zone, you know, that we just had fully established. And when I broke that modeled behavior, they were totally like respectful and nice about it and knew that like, unless they have an emergency, like don't pull your technology out. But I have mine out because of this special occasion. And if they need to do it with me, it's vice versa. And that's where... I think it's just clarify when you have to break that modeling or clarify when like it's outside the rules or boundaries that you're giving them because you are X, Y, or Z like social media. We're going to be on social media more than our kids will because it's our tool right now. Like I'm on Instagram more because I'm doing new haunted counseling stuff or whatever. And that's why, you know, just knowing that this is a part of a tool that I'm using for whatever can help. Yes. But remind them if they call you out, give them your why. It's important Mm -hmm. that they will have a why instead of just a, oh, you're just doing it because. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is to teach children and adolescents about technology and empower them to be responsible online participants at the appropriate age. Mm -hmm. So give them the tools, allow them to do these things, and then teach them how to be responsible at it. Don't just give it to them and say, here you go, because that's never going to be healthy. I love the word. Just like Taylor said earlier, the car. Mm -hmm. I love the word empower. And I think that's the biggest thing I was taught right when when I went into grad school was our job is to empower people, to make them feel like they have control and power to participate in life in the way that they want to. And something's not controlling them anymore. They are controlling the situation, whether it's mental health, where it's boundaries, relationships, whatever it is, our job is to empower. And that's what we're trying to do with our kids is say, I have taught you and trained you how to deal with this world. You got this. Now go do it. And that's what we have to do with our kids on social media specifically is be like, you know what you're doing, now go do it. But again, you can't just give them the whole kit and caboodle at 12. Their brain can't think that way. You have to do it at appropriate age levels. And that's where research and understand development, understand appropriate brain levels, which we can talk about um, some of that in other episodes. We'll probably talk about development for kids, but that's really important. The next bullet is report cyberbullying. If you notice that your child is being cyberbullied online, another child is being cyberbullied online, report it. If you've noticed mm-hmm. that it's anything to do with child pornography, report it ASAP. That is mm-hmm. illegal and should never be tolerated, whatever it looks like. Anything to add on that one? 
No, just report it. The next one is work with other parents to establish shared norms and practices and to support programs and policies around healthy social media use. Mm -hmm. Use your tribe, use your village, reach out to the other parents. If there's something you're not comfortable with, reach out to them and tell them. If there's something that their kid has done or that your kid has done, just have an open dialogue and work together to fix it. That's the only way Mm -hmm. that we're going to be able to help this next generation fully, right? Is if we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool too when you talk about like have these conversations because I've had you come to me, Britt, a few times and like other parents. And when they come to me, it's helping me not only help them, but it's helping me figure out what I want for my child too and what how I'm going to handle it. And that's where when you talk to people, when you use other parents, you're you're getting ideas outside of yourself and outside of your own bias, outside of your own viewpoints, outside of your own worries and fears, and you're seeing other possible pathways to go. And I think that's why I'm so open to things sometimes is because I've seen multiple pathways and multiple valleys to go down. And I've seen extremes on either side and I've seen people trying to approach a balance. So the more you can talk and get information from people, the more you can work towards being balanced and figure out, okay, like I am a more fear-based person. I get really scared of, of social media and of exposing myself online and all the things that can happen and all the predators that can happen. I listen to too many true crime podcasts. Like I know that about me, but I also know that the more that I can talk to the parents who are open to it and who have used it as a tool, the more that I can use that for my child too. So that's where know where you're at on the line and talk to people, get more information and figure out how other people are handling it and try and use that to help balance you out. It's been awesome to see that and see how you can use it better. That's that's a good reminder. Yeah. We hope that this has encouraged you and given you some good tools to like go into social media to feel more comfortable with letting yourself or your children use it. Remember, it's not going to look the same for everybody. Trust your gut. Mm-hmm. And you've got this. Next week okay, is our- Mythbusters. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do, 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 do. no, next week is our case study. It's going to be totally creepy for Halloween. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So sorry, yes. people. Next social media one is Mythbusters. But then. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll come out do. the first week of November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're right. Um, We're going to do creepy case studies from Psych. So be excited, people, because I loved learning about case studies uh, as a grad student and as an undergrad. And I thought it was as fascinating because there are some funky stuff that happened in the 60s and 70s. There was no regulation on what you could do to learn about people and it was not so good sometimes not so good not so good so, it's gonna be but we learned a lot spooky, and hopefully madsen taylor's husband aka our producer will be able to give us some spooky music <laughs> you know what i actually almost wonder if we should bring madsen on because i think he'd be really fun telling one of them so maybe i'll try and get him to come on with us for one of them to tell I think he, we always talk. He was a psych undergrad, which I think is so funny, guys. We went to school at the same time in the same program and crossed over for two years, and we never met until way later in life. So I think that's hilarious. But we always talk about the creepy studies. Because of uh, me and the Yentas. Sister, so yes. just that's the only want reason. to make sure you remember that. I'll oh, yeah. For banks, this payment. Thanks. <laughs> Chubby cheeks. <laughs> um, so be excited for that. Look for. Other ways, think about like social media. If you guys have questions, we're going to post um, online for feedback because we can answer that in the myth ones after we do creepy case studies. So we'll reach out to you guys and see if you have questions on social media use. Perfect. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Bye.